So there's a new trailer for Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, and y'all knew I was going to talk about it. I mean, anybody who's been listening to this podcast or following me on social media long enough knows that I'm going to talk about it. And so let's not delay and just do that on today's Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my latest book, Crucify My Love. And yeah, today we're going to be talking about The Rise of Skywalker final trailer, which is a truth and a lie, I guess you could say, that's true from a certain point of view. And this is not going to be a trailer breakdown because That's been done by a lot of people in a lot more detail than I'm going to be able to get to in this episode. I highly recommend if you haven't already seen them and you want detailed breakdowns, one, Star Wars Explained did a really good one for the trailer overall, and Space Dock did an amazing breakdown of all of the ships that appear in the trailer. So... If those are things that are of interest to you, I highly recommend that you go check them out on the YouTube. That is not what I'm going to be doing today. I'm going to be talking about what I think about the trailer, what I think it has to say about the story, and not just the story, but where they're wanting to take Star Wars going forward. Because I think that, yeah, they're hinting at some stuff, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. But before we do, if you haven't already, please take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithm to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the better the chance we have of talking to each other. And after all, that's why I do this podcast in the first place. So thank you to everybody who's already done that. That does help out so much. You have no idea. Okay, so let's just get some of the basics out of the way. Yeah, all the music cues are there, and that got me excited because I was a kid who grew up with Star Wars. Like, all my life, there has been Star Wars. I was born in 1976, so literally all my life, there has been Star Wars. All the music cues are there. The voiceover, very well done. I'm nervous about some things, but we'll talk about that in the end. Letting Carrie Fisher have the last word in the trailer almost made me cry because. I'm still not sure exactly how I'm going to cope with seeing Carrie Fisher in this movie because, well, I'm not quite over my princess being gone. But yeah, so it it, it hit all the right buttons. It, It pushed all the right buttons. It did all the things that a trailer needed to do. It got me excited. It got me thrilled. It got me speculating about what the plot might be. And... It got me so excited that I'm doing an episode of the podcast for them, which is essentially free publicity for them. But, you know, Lucasfilm, if you ever wanted to uh, sponsor, I'll I'll take it because, you know, it wouldn't seem weird. And we know we're going to get several different planets. We're going to get 
a space battle that's not going to take place in space, but in the atmosphere of a planet. Because, okay. Because I'm sorry if, if their solution to everybody complaining about Leia in The Last Jedi is that there's air in space in Star Wars, I'm out. Uh, that is a bridge too far, but uh, it's going to take place in the atmosphere. The, the voiceover is great. While I am so nervous about whatever they're going to be doing with the Emperor, hearing Ian McDermott's voice thrills me. The em Emperor Palpatine is one of my favorite Star Wars characters. I think he's a very interesting villain. So yeah, check, 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 check. All the check boxes. They did what they needed to do. They're not stupid. They know how to do a trailer. They know how to get people like me hyped. They accomplished that. Okay, so I said that there was a lie in this being the final trailer. We're going to get TV spots. And yes, technically a TV spot is not a trailer. Blah, 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 blah. We're, we're going to get more whatever you want to call the TV spots. But we're going to get more of those. There's also going to be, of course, whatever they put up on the Instagram and the Twitter and the Facebook and the YouTube and all that. There, there will be more footage of this movie come out prior to the movie coming out on December 20th. So that, that's why I said that's true from a certain point of view. Because, let's be honest, they're all trailers, but we're, we're trying to make a trailer a special word. Anywho, that word has changed so much through history. All in all, I think it looks good. That ice planet looks beautiful. I can't remember who was the, was the first person to point this out. I heard it on Space Dock, and they attributed it to somebody else, and I can't remember who it was, but that iceberg that we see them flying towards, it does really look like it has an exit, an exit, yeah, I can't talk today, an Exeter class Star Destroyer inside it, which may or may not be true, but it really, it does kind of look like it has one in there. We do see these Star Destroyers breaking through the ice, so that may be Palpatine's main base, what have you, blah, blah, blah. Now, my concerns, <laughs> I'm going to get there first, because I, I don't like Palpatine coming back. I, I don't. And it has, se for several reasons. Number one, I've been reading the ancillary media, and if Palpatine survived, I don't know that he would have taken this long to execute all of the elements of Operation Cinder. Okay, let me backtrack for those who haven't been reading the books and comics and whatnot. Okay, Palpatine believed that the sole purpose of the Empire was to protect the Emperor. Everything else that it did was in addition to that. But its main function and purpose was to protect the emperor and an empire who could not protect its emperor did not deserve to exist and we know this from the aftermath books he tells it flat out to gallius rax who is a very interesting character that i would love to see in media outside the books anywho so when palpatine i'm gonna i guess air quote dies in uh, in uh, Return of the Jedi, 
Operation Cinder goes into effect. Operation Cinder is basically a contingency plan that Palpatine had developed that would destroy the Empire. And maybe this is just the final phase of Operation Cinder. I really hope that that's what we end up finding out, that this is the final phase of Operation Cinder, that too much of the Empire survived Operation Cinder and became the First Order. And so Operation Cinder was extended to bring the remnants of the New Republic and the remnants of the Empire into a final conflict where they could be wiped out and something else put in its place. If they do that, then this is within continuity, because remember, they have told us that everything that has happened in the books is canon. Everything that has happened in the comics is canon. So Operation Cinder definitely happened. And this would make sense as the final push of Operation Cinder to finally eliminate everything. Now, while we do have hints that maybe, just maybe, Palpatine is not dead, my hope is, because I, I, I've debated this with my husband on numerous occasions, Gallius Rax was a, an orphan that Palpatine raised and groomed to basically initiate Operation Cinder. Okay? So my hope is what we see that looks like Palpatine, maybe it's Rax possessed by the ghost of Palpatine? Maybe that would be okay. I would be all right with that because that would make sense within the story that it's not actually Palpatine. But I, I'm, uh, I want Palpatine to be dead. Palpatine needs to be dead. I, I want the voice that we're hearing to be either his force ghost, or we know that he made recordings and put them in AIs that have droids running around with kind of ghostly Palpatine face in them. We know that from the comics. Maybe that's why we're hearing Palpatine's voice. I, I really don't want Palpatine to be alive. But if he is, I think there are ways we can work around that. But uh, I, I just, I really don't want that to be, be the case. But there is one way that w I would be okay with it. And... I don't know that J.J. Abrams would do it. See, that that's the biggest problem with this whole project, is that I don't trust J.J. Abrams to think outside his spooky mystery box and get the job done, because you can't do a mystery box in a final chapter. So, the thing that bothers me the most is there is a sequence in the trailer where um i almost said darth tantrum i'm so used to saying darth tantrum around the house um oh kylo ren and ray are shattering what looks like a droid or a statue in what looks like camino and that worries me because whether or not we're going all the way back to Camino, or whether or not he has brought some Kaminoans in, that would mean that the Emperor that we are hearing would be a clone. 
And that would not be outside of the canon that has been established, that they would have made themselves a clone. It would have taken quite a while for it to mature and grow up and blah, blah, blah. And maybe the force ghost of Palpatine is possessing the clone. Who knows? But I, I as, a, as a longtime fan of Star Wars, there was a long running problem that Star Wars had in the bizarre middle ground between Empire Strike, I'm sorry, the, between Return of the Jedi and The Phantom Menace, where they didn't really know what to do with Star Wars, but they wanted to keep putting out comics and whatnot and books and whatnot to keep the franchise alive. And their solution was to have Palpatine have like an army of clones so that every time one clone was killed, another clone came online and the ghost of Palpatine possessed it. And so the stories didn't have to change. Everything was the same. It was the empire versus the rebellion and Palpatine was Kenny and he just kept coming back. And no, I don't want that. Like I could, the way I could accept it if they bring that idea into canon is if he had one clone or if they destroy all of the clones in the cloning facility and whatnot, and only one clone is active, and this is the clone that was finishing off Operation Cinder and blah, 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 blah. Because that's how Darth Plagueis actually figured out how to cheat death, is you make a clone and you transfer the essence of the person from one body to another. You could use that explanation within the canon that has been established and not irritate me to no end. I, I, I would begrudgingly accept that. I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't be happy, but I would begrudgingly accept that. I don't want them to Darth Maul him. Well, I love the idea that Darth... Well, okay. There is one way they could Darth Maul him. And for those who aren't familiar... With what happens, I guess you didn't listen to my solo review, because a lot of people were confused about Darth Maul showing up in solo. Um, Darth Maul survived being cut in half by sheer hate and rage. He used the dark side to keep himself alive, kind of went mad, ended up being rescued by his brother. The Night Sisters rebuilt him and fixed his mind, kinda, and he actually dies shortly before A New Hope at the hands of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I should have said spoilers, but I've talked about it on the show so much and it's already it's, it's it happened so long ago. But anyway, um sorry for not saying spoilers. The one way that they could bring Palpatine back and say that Palpatine just never died is by making him Darth Ruin. Darth Ruin is a character that appears in the Second Knights of the Old Republic game, which was not a very good game. But it had some interesting ideas in it. Darth Nihilus was not one of them. Um, Kriya, not one of them. Darth Ruin was. Darth Ruin was a character who had basically been um, blown up. He was a Sith Lord that had been blown up. And through his own hatred, anger, and rage, forced, he used the Force to pull himself back together. 
and was kind of just this living dead monstrosity that only had that could only exist as long as his rage and anger could hold him together if they were to do some version of Darth Ruin with Palpatine I would kind of be okay with that but I don't think that they're going to do that because I don't think JJ would do that it's see any way that you have Palpatine survive that isn't via something like Darth Ruin or via a clone or a droid if this is one of the Operation Cinder droids it really cheapens the end of Return of the Jedi because then what was the big boom boom when Palpatine fell what was that was you have to explain that because that really looked like he died and that also means that Vader kinda died for nothing, except for he didn't, because at least he saved his son, I guess? But, yeah. There there really aren't any good options here that I can see. They may have found some way to thread the needle and find a good option. But the more I hear Palpatine, the more nervous I am about the variant ways that they could bring Palpatine back from the dead and have him be in this. Again, I think it's a clone. I think they give that away with that one shot of Rey and Kylo in what looks like a Kaminoan structure. So, yeah, maybe? It is interesting to see the Tanta V4 back. I mean, they're really hitting all the points. You see the ghost very clearly in the trailer. They're hitting all the points. I mean, every point. The Shadow Star, Shadow Saber is in there. Like, there, there's so many things that they're hitting with this trailer that I don't want this movie to just be what The Force Awakens was. And that, that's where I'm very concerned. Because having a giant nostalgia bomb go off was okay for the first movie in the series because it gave a familiar inroad to a lot of people that were nervous after the prequels and who hadn't been following the franchise through the Clone Wars and Rebels. But, yeah, we can't do that in the final episode. And the idea of J.J. Abrams bringing finality to anything really bothers me. But I will say they're, to me, very sincerely setting up and hinting that they're going to be doing the a Knights of the Old Republic or an Old Republic story for the next series. We know Benioff and Weiss are working on a series. They pulled off out an old concept art piece from Ralph McQuarrie of what the Emperor's throne room would look like when the when Luke was originally going to meet the Emperor on Mustafar. And surprise, surprise, it is reminiscent and visually of the Iron Throne from Game of Thrones. Like, it, it just hits the beats and reminds you of both Daenerys' throne on Dragonstone and the Iron Throne in King's Landing. And of course, they're doing the Benioff and Weiss series next. At least that's the rumor. At least that, that's the story going around. And I think that that throne is important, that that's going to be the throne of whatever Sith Lord they decide to tell us about in that prequel series. That That's my feeling. 
I, I re like as soon as I saw that. Now, this has a lot of people very excited because they're saying that this proves that a lot of the leaks that have come out are true. This proves that one of the leaks was true. That throne is in the movie. Just because that throne is in the movie does not mean that all the other leaks were true, but they might be. So, if you don't like spoilers, beware the leak talk. I'm not going to be going much into that. But, yeah. We'll see how this is. I, I have a feeling that in the end, we're going to see a lot of force ghosts. And, yeah. I don't know. I have high hopes, though, and I'm excited about it. I'd love to know what you think. In the show notes, you can find a link to our voice message system. If you click that, you can leave me a short voice message. Keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. If you, you can also use that if you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show. Or if you'd like to hit me up on social media, I am C.E. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram. I really would like to hear from you. Um, uh, I'm working on stuff for Patreon, and I'd love to know what kind of backer rewards you would like, because I have some ideas, but I don't know how y'all feel about you know, what I can offer, because I really would like to offer more stuff there. So do let me know. But if you would like to support me either on Patreon or via the listener support system, you can find links to both of those in the show notes. I want to say thank you to everybody who already does that, because that is my main source of revenue that and ads on this podcast and book sales. So thank you to everybody who already does that. If you don't have any money or you don't feel like giving right now, that's fine. But if you know anybody you think would like my work, do share it with them. That helps out a lot, too. Yeah. Nano is getting closer. It's getting closer and closer. And I just don't feel ready. Let me know how you're feeling. And until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.